Girlfriends, episode number 251, Finding Joy in a COVID Advent. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we are sharing some ways to find joy in spite of COVID this Advent season. Let's get going. girlfriends. How are you? Thanks for being here. If you're a first time listener to the Girlfriends podcast, I want to say thank you for showing up. Thanks for giving us a try. I'm so glad that you are here. If you're a longtime listener or a sometimes listener, glad you are here again. Welcome back. So this week, we're going to be talking about a timely topic, Advent, and how we can find joy in spite of the restrictions of COVID and the different ways it might be putting a damper on some of our usual plans and traditions for this time of year. But before we dive into that, I just want to quickly mention uh, the option that I have for virtual retreats. This is something I've been experimenting with ever since COVID kind of canceled all of my speaking plans and the different retreats I had scheduled last spring. And then again, this fall, it all kind of happened again. Um, because we're still restricted in many ways. And I just wanted to share with you that I've been doing some virtual retreats. And let me tell you, it is such a joy to do these virtual events. Yes, virtual events are limited. Yes, we have to make some adjustments and some accommodations. Yes, they're different in kind from in-person events, and we'll never fully replace in-person events. But in the meantime, I am so grateful to have the chance to do these virtual retreats. So last weekend, I did one in Kentucky. And the next day, I did one for a women's group in Minnesota. So in pre-COVID times, those would have been in-person events, probably. And I wouldn't have been able to do both of those events in the same weekend. So there's just one benefit. But I have truly loved having the opportunity to connect with women, different women's groups who are continuing to meet in this way. It actually is, um, most of these events have been smaller than in-person events. And as a result, they're more intimate. You feel more connected in some ways than you would otherwise. And I'm able to interact with people in some more personal ways through these retreats. So if you're interested in exploring the opportunity of doing that with me, finding out some of the options that are available, the typical retreat for my You're Worth It or You Are Enough retreat uh, lasts about two hours. So that's how I've been structuring them with some times for breakout sessions. There's some small group discussions, some time for reflection and prayer and some scripture reading. Really, I've really gotten a lot out of these myself, just having that opportunity to connect with other women, focus on our relationship with Jesus, focus on stories of women in the New Testament, women in the Old Testament, really a wonderful opportunity for me personally. So anyway, if you're interested in exploring one of those options for your women's group, your parish, or your community, connect with me. You can always send me an email, danielle at daniellebean.com, and I'll send you the information. Or connect with me uh, through my website, daniellebean.com slash retreats. You can get all the information there. I just wanted to mention it because it truly has been 
a real source of joy for me. And I've got a couple that are scheduled for the Advent season. So looking forward to those joyful moments inside of my Advent. And I'd love to be able to connect with you, especially inside of the new year. So reach out if you're interested in getting more information about that. All right. So this week we are talking about finding joy in a COVID Advent. Are you sick of COVID content? I am. I'm over it. I've been over it for months. You probably have too. I um, thought I should take on this topic though, because after mass this past weekend, uh, because I was doing a virtual retreat later in the day, I went to early mass by myself this weekend. And at the end of mass, our pastor was kind of going through announcements and our churches are still open here in New Hampshire, in our diocese, but he was very much preparing us for the fact that, you know what, there's increase in COVID cases in our state, um, increasing restrictions that our, our governor is putting on us. And I, I just, the vibe from these announcements was prepare yourselves, people. Another shutdown is around the corner. And I left there just feeling so down about it. It felt so sad to me. And already, you know, we're limited. Like inside of that mass, of course, it was the early mass, but there couldn't have been more than 40 people in that church. It already feels sad. And like, I don't know, it's like, it's not going to come back to what it was previously. And I don't know what the state of that will be in a post-COVID time. I'm, I'm hopeful for everything to come back stronger than ever. But Right then, in that moment, it was really discouraging to me. I left there feeling really sad about it and feeling almost like a sense of dread for the days that are coming ahead. Because, of course, the holiday season, the Advent season is full of traditions and expectations and the ways that we always do things. And we're very attached to those things. And there's a lot of meaning um, in those kinds of traditions that and the kinds of things that we normally do, the ways that we celebrate, the ways we bring joy to our days, especially through the Advent season. But this year is going to look different for a lot of us. And that can be hard. That can be hard to come to terms with. That can be hard to be joyful about. Uh, I recently recorded a podcast, uh, the Catholic Momcast with my friend Lisa Hendy. And one thing she shared was from a homily that she recently listened to where the priest encouraged us to think about the ways that we are challenged these days, the, the unique kinds of obstacles that we might face in a, a time of COVID and celebrating or observing Advent in the season like this. Um, that we can come away from it with allowing it to make us bitter or we can allow it to make us better. Like we have that choice. So let's talk about some of these ways that we can make that choice for ourselves to be deliberate about making ourselves better in spite of the challenges of this unique time. So I have just a few ideas that I want to share with you, but I'd love it if these ideas spark some ideas of your own, or if you have ways that you're adding joy to your days during the season of Advent, let me know. You can email me, Danielle at daniellebean.com. I'd love to share it on a future show. So first suggestion I have is to focus on scripture. So that might mean being more deliberate about your reading of scripture, making time for it every day, because 
God's word is a great gift to us. And that's how we stay connected to our God. That's how we stay focused on the things that are truly important. That's how we can be lifted up and encouraged in times where we're feeling uniquely challenged, when perhaps it would be tempting to think that God is far away from us right now. So in what ways can you dive more into scripture? Maybe it's making time every morning to read a passage from scripture. Um, my friend Stephanie Weinert has what she calls a chapter a day challenge um, for reading one chapter of scripture a day. Maybe you want to read through the book of Luke and you can do that one chapter a day through the season of Advent, a wonderful prayerful way to kind of work your way through a gospel or some other part of scripture that you might like to read a chapter a day. That's very doable. You could find a way to do that. Maybe you have quiet time in the morning to do it. Maybe you have time on your lunch break. Maybe you have time before you go to bed at night. But look for a way to take in more scripture in your day. Or you could maybe focus on one particular part of scripture that's uniquely meaningful to you or part of the Advent story. Maybe you want to read that birth of Jesus story in Luke every single day. That would be a really prayerful way to just meditate on that passage, focus on what God wants to speak to you inside of that scripture during these days of Advent. Um, one psalm that I really like, and psalms are great. If you are experiencing any human emotion, you can find a psalm for that. <laughs> like long before there, there's an app for that, there's a psalm for that. So uh, maybe making a, a prayerful study of the psalms during Advent will be a, a good use of your time. One that I really love um, is Psalm 30. I'll quote just part of it for you here. Sing praises to the Lord, O you his saints, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. That's a very familiar passage, right? There's there's even a song. I always hear it in my head. I actually I'm not sure who sings it. Oh, it, it might be Matt Matt Marr with uh, "Your Grace Is Enough." Joy comes with the morning, but that's a beautiful psalm to reflect on if you're feeling sorrowful, if you're having trouble finding joy these days. This is a wonderful way to just prayerfully reflect on God's word here in this psalm. Pray with this psalm because. This psalm fully recognizes that sometimes you don't feel joyful. There's weeping, but it reminds us that the weeping is not forever. It reminds us that joy comes with the morning, that God has plans for your joy, that God wants you to be happy. He wants to give you every good thing. He wants to lift you up and encourage you. So focusing on this psalm is a beautiful way to focus on God's will for your life right now. Whatever it is you're struggling with, pray over it. Bring it to God and then pray the words of this psalm. Another passage I want to share is um, from Philippians chapter 4. This is such a familiar passage. Oh my gosh, there's so much great stuff right in this little section, but I'll just read one, one part of it for you here. I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last you have revived your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned for me, but had no opportunity to show it. Not that I am referring to being in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever I have. I know what it is to have little, and I know what it is to have plenty. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being well-fed, of going hungry, of having plenty, and of being in need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I think those words from St. Paul are just so powerful 
They speak to us in whatever discontent you might find yourself in right now. That's a beautiful passage to read and reflect on. Maybe memorize. That's another way that you can use scripture during the season of Advent. Maybe you want to memorize a a passage from scripture that has special meaning for you. Maybe it's going to be this one to recite to yourself, to pray over during those times when you're feeling challenged. Because here in this little passage, St. Paul is reminding us that we have all things, we can do all things through Christ, through Jesus, that that's the source of our strength. That's the source of every good thing we might ever enjoy. God is the source of it all. And learning to be content with whatever we have, isn't that exactly the challenge that's placed before us today? Because during this time of Advent and Christmas preparations, we might make all kinds of plans and then we're going to have to change them. Or then our plans will get canceled. Or maybe we won't get to Mass. Or we have our regular traditions, the things we quote unquote always do and must always do, and they're going to look different this year, much against our will. The challenge there is to be content with whatever we have. And we can do that if we're focused on God as being the source of all good things and that he's not going anywhere. He's right there. He's unchanged. He's unmoved. God is the source of that. So if we're focused on him, that's the secret. That's the secret that St. Paul is talking about here. I have learned to be content with whatever I have. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I just love that passage. I think it's such a beautiful passage to pray over, to reflect on, especially if you're going through anything challenging, especially if you're feeling disappointed, if you're feeling lonely, if you're missing how things are supposed to be, if you're so over it, which is exactly how I would describe my feeling as I walked out of mass last weekend, so over it done with this. I'm sick of being disappointed. I'm I'm sick of things not being the way that they're supposed to be. And I think we all experience that. And some of us might have some very low moments in the days and weeks to come where we're feeling exactly that way, just done with it. And yet it's in those moments that God is really giving us an opportunity. It truly is an invitation to grow closer to him through the trust that he wants us to have in him. The trust that God wants us to have in him is a huge gift. This time that we would never choose these ways of sacrificing that we would never choose, if they're imposed upon us, let's look at them as an opportunity. And I think this passage helps us to do exactly that. So you might spend some time with this passage in scripture or another one that has meaning for you. You might spend some time reading the Psalms and allowing them to prayerfully express for you what you're going through and to remind you of who God is and the plans that he has for your joy your real joy. So look for ways that you can dive into scripture. Make scripture a living part of your every day. I think memorizing passage is a wonderful way to do that. Spending some time working on memorizing a few lines of scripture is something that can pay off for years to come when you can recite those lines, when you can remind yourself of God's word, God's promises, what's good and what is right and what is true. So find a scripture passage or spend some time each day reading scripture. It's a wonderful way to add real joy to your days, despite whatever else is going on, whatever mess you might find yourself in, in this unusual Advent season. All right, the next suggestion that I have for you is related. It's praying the rosary. So many people do pray the rosary every day, but maybe you haven't been doing that as a habit. Maybe it's been quite a while since you prayed the rosary, but I want to encourage you to do that because this season of Advent, 
you know, during Advent, we're kind of being invited to kind of walk along, walk along with Mary and Joseph as Mary is pregnant with Jesus and moving toward that birth of Jesus and preparing together for it. And especially the joyful mysteries. I think there's such an opportunity for us to reflect on those mysteries of the rosary and see through Mary's eyes all that we might be experiencing. So uh, when I posted on Instagram a couple of weeks ago, asking people like, what might you like to see for Advent content in the podcast? My friend Barb responded, suggesting the joyful mysteries because she said, you know, there's a lot attached to them that isn't joyful. There's a lot of details about the joyful mysteries that are hard, that are scary even, that are sacrificial. And that is fully part of our experience, especially this Advent season, that there's joy, yes, but there's a lot that's hard. There's a lot that's challenging. There's a lot that we would never choose. And I think it's a beautiful way to put all of that into perspective. If you go through the mysteries of the rosary and reflect on the things that weren't the way that Mary would have chosen for them to be. Let's just take the birth of Jesus, the third joyful mystery, the nativity of Jesus. And as beautiful a moment as that was, as meaningful and powerful as this was, where, you know, God has made man the incarnation. Well, it probably wasn't all down to the detail what Mary would have chosen. Like, you know, she's traveling on a donkey first and foremost, right before she gives birth to Jesus in a strange place, without a real place to stay, in a cold cave with animals. And I can just imagine, like, you know, when, when you have a baby, how you want everything to be perfect, you know, that nesting syndrome we moms go through before a baby is born, like washing all the things, preparing all the things. I remember, you know, setting up a crib before a baby was born and just loving, like, setting it up with clean sheets and nice blankets and sweet little clothing that you're preparing for the baby. Like you want everything to be just so. And even if you've never had a child of your own, I'm sure you have some experience of preparing in that way and wanting everything to be just right. Maybe like setting the table just right before a joyful celebration or preparing for a special guest and making up the bed for them. So, you know, that's human. And so Mary must have experienced some of that, like, and, and some level of challenge there where it's not what she would have chosen. She would have chosen to give birth to Jesus in a familiar, comfortable place where she could have everything prepared and just so, not in these unusual circumstances, not in these challenging times. And yet there it is. This is how it happened. And Mary lovingly accepted the will of God in that moment and focused on the joy of Jesus' birth. And that's the invitation for you. And that's the invitation for me this Advent season to do the same, to look at our circumstances, all of the details of it, perhaps not all lining up with what we would have chosen, what our preferences would be. Maybe we're making plans and they're getting canceled. Maybe we're not even able to make the plans in the first place. Maybe we're not able to see friends and family in the ways that we would. Maybe we're not able to get to mass. Maybe we don't have access to the sacraments. All of these things, in whatever way your life is looking right now, and especially during the season of Advent, in a way that you wouldn't have chosen, that you don't prefer. It's an opportunity to look at it as Mary did in her circumstances and embrace it. Accept it as the will of God and look for the joy that's there. Look for what God is offering you. You don't want to miss baby Jesus in the manger because you're too focused on the fact that these aren't the swaddling clothes that you would have prepared for him. So 
Think about that. Think about the details of your life that are challenging you right now, things that are disappointing you. And it's okay to feel disappointed. It's okay to feel ill at ease with some of the things that are always changing. It's okay if you're uneasy, if you're uncomfortable. But don't stay there. Don't focus on that. We get to choose. Remember, you choose if it will make you better or if it will make you bitter because it, it has the power to do either one. So look for some of those ways and spend some time praying the rosary, especially the joyful mysteries of the rosary during Advent. And think about some of the ways in each of those mysteries that it might not have been exactly what Mary would have preferred. And what message is there for us in that, that God allowed things to happen in this less than perfect way. This is fully part of his will. And it's part of his will in your life today. It's part of the way that he is calling you closer to him, calling you to grow in trusting him, especially this Advent season. Okay, next suggestion I want to make, if you're looking to insert more joy in your Advent this season, is to look for a way to give to other people. Now, many times this is a focus of our Advent. We might go out of our way to uh, make a charitable donation, to volunteer our time, to encourage our kids and other family members to do the same. But some of the ways we're able to do that is limited this year. But look for what you can do. Look for a way that you might be able to, maybe together with your kids, invite them into this project with you. Ask them what they might like to do. Maybe you can't go in and sing Christmas carols at your local nursing home this year. What can you do? Can you send cards to the residents there? Could you send a video message to somebody that you know is um, alone or could use some cheering up this time of year? Could you have a Zoom call with a distant relative or could you look for a way to arrange a Zoom call for somebody who would never understand how to set up that kind of technology and allow them to have connection with their, their relatives? Is there a way you could save up some money together with your kids, maybe making a sacrifice of, you know, a, a regular treat that you have, whether it's uh, movies that you might watch or meals that you might eat? Are there are ways that you can sacrifice together as a family to save some money and then put that money deliberately toward a charitable cause, like buying for um, a local food pantry or buying some baby goods for a local crisis pregnancy center buying diapers and dropping them off at a neighbor's house who has a baby and you know they could use the help, whatever it is. We're all surrounded by people who need us in various ways. Look for ways to answer that call because so much joy comes from giving to others, especially this time of year. We're really called to do that. So Advent is meant to be a mini Lent. So that means there's supposed to be some attitude of penance about it. There are ways we're called to sacrifice in order to give to others. So that might mean financially, it might mean of your time, maybe making a phone call to someone you know that's lonely. Do you have somebody in your life that you avoid making phone calls to because you know they're going to talk and talk and talk and talk? I think we all know people like that. Well, maybe reflect a little bit on the fact that Perhaps they talk so much when you call because they're lonely, because they need it. They really need that connection. Uh, something like that can be an opportunity for you to give of your time to somebody else in a way that you're able to right now. Yeah, we're limited in the things we can do, but that doesn't mean we can't do anything. Look for ways that your, your local community or your neighbors or your extended family could use some of your help in some way right now. 
so many times we end up feeling really down and we can kind of spiral downward when we're focused on ourselves and all the ways that we're disappointed. No, oh, I'm feeling so discouraged. And that's how you come away bitter. You come away better when you decide to focus on other people, turn that energy rather than inward on yourself, turn it outward toward other people. Look for what you can do and you will be amazed at the level of joy that that can bring. So much more so if you bring some people along with you. Maybe you don't have little kids that you can recruit to join you in a charitable project of some kind, but you probably have some friends or fellow parishioners or people in your neighborhood that you could gather together in some socially distant way and do something charitable for other people. Raise money for a good cause. Gather canned goods for your local food pantry, whatever it is. We all are surrounded by opportunities to give to others. And some of the most basic ways aren't these things like reaching out in your community and doing food pantry stuff and that sort of thing. Some of the ways that we are called to give to others happen very simply right in our own homes, right in our own families. That's right where it starts. You know, Mother Teresa very famously said, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. That's where it starts. Of course, we're called to do other things too, but it begins there and we can forget that. If you're feeling down, if you're looking and feeling like you can't find joy, look for a way you can give to somebody in your own home and family. Who could use your time? Who could use your attention? Who could use your small act of mercy, your forgiveness, your love, your devoted attention to whatever they're going through, your listening ear might be as simple as connecting more to your husband, nurturing your marriage in some way, spending deliberate time together, or listening to one of your children who needs that, or making somebody's favorite dessert just because. It's a wonderful way to just increase joy that you're going to have doing that thing and then increasing the joy that you're going to have inside of those relationships. So it doesn't have to be any more complicated than that, loving your family. All right, so look for ways that you can give to others. Okay, the next suggestion I have for you is get off social media. Just stop it. Just stop it. I don't, I'm not saying you have to delete your accounts, okay? But so many times when we are struggling to find joy, it's because we're letting those screens sap us of everything good. You know what I'm talking about. Like if you spend a half hour scrolling through Instagram, do you feel good about yourself afterwards? Do you feel better about life afterwards? Probably not. If we're being honest, why are we doing it then? That's very likely a source of negativity in your life. So I just want to be a, a little bit of a challenge to you here and tell you, give it up for at least a little while or really limit how much you're using it, whether you're usually on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or even just texting people or reading the news on your phone. Your phone is robbing you of joy. I promise you it is. Uh, so many of us are spending way too much time on these screens and they're hurting our real life relationships. They're hurting our prayer lives. They're hurting the ways that God really intends for us to find joy in our real life connections with real life people doing real work in the real world. That's your tough love. <laughs> Sorry, but I have to say it. And I'm speaking to myself as much as anybody else. Put your phone away. Get off of it. Get off of social media. And like I said, it doesn't mean you have to all together, although that would be a very nice thing to do. It, it would, I promise you, bless your Advent season to get rid of it. But you don't have to get rid of it altogether, but limit it. Think of some way that you're going to limit it and have at least some phone-free time in every day. 
your relationships will be better for it, your emotional health will be better for it, and you're going to find more joy in life. I promise you, promise you that thing is a net negative for you. So that's my tough love. Get off social media. (laughs) All right. Last suggestion for a way to find joy, especially in the season of Advent, is do something that's just for fun. You know, we all have so many to-dos. We have our lists. We have the cleaning we want to do. We have the cooking we want to do. We have the shopping we need to do. Um, All of these different things we do this time of year that add to our stress levels. Well, what can you do that will be just for fun? It might be something on your own, but it might be something with a family member or with your husband or with the whole family together. What can you do that will be just about fun? Not crossing something off your list, like going out Christmas shopping or wrapping gifts or baking the the cookies for the fundraiser or whatever. Like, what can you do that's going to be just for fun? And only you know the answer to what that should be because you need to spend a little time thinking about, like, what actually do you enjoy this time of year? What is something that you enjoy? It might be something on your own. Maybe you're going to just, you know, spend a little time listening to some of your favorite music on your own while you go for a walk or sit quietly in a room by yourself. And, you know, if that's fun for you, good, do that. Uh, Maybe it's going to mean, you know, baking a special recipe for cookies and decorating them together with your kids. Maybe that sounds like a major stressor to you. That's, if that does, that's not your fun thing. (laughs) But if it sounds fun, do that. And don't worry about how things have to look a certain way. Let go of the standards and the things that oppress us this time of year. Like we, we have all these shoulds. We have all these oppressive ideas of how things should look. And we kind of have this idea of perfection, I think, that we become slaves to at this time of year. Well, never more so than in the year 2020 have we had the opportunity to let go of what should be and embrace instead what is and what can be right now. So what's fun? What would be just for fun? What is something you can plan that will be just for fun, not accomplishing anything in particular, but perhaps enjoying something with people that you love or enjoying something on your own in a way that's going to pay off with some major joy dividends. So give some thought to that. If you don't even know what's fun, (laughs) that alone is a problem. And I think many of us find ourselves in that place. Like we're so busy and we're so filled with like, oh, I need to be productive. I know I do this. Like I can get a couple of hours where I don't have anything scheduled on a weekend or something. And I almost like panic. Like I need to fill this with productivity, but no, maybe you need to fill some moments with just for fun stuff. Maybe you're going to listen to your favorite Christmas carols and have a dance party. Maybe you're going to watch a funny movie. Uh, Elf is a great one that we love in our family. Something that you just enjoy that's just fun. And don't worry about what it should look like. Don't worry about any level of perfection. Don't worry about what we always do. Just do something that's just for fun. I promise you it's going to add more joy to your Advent days. All right, those are those are my tips. Those are my ideas. So first, dive into scripture. Find a way to make God's word a more living part of your everyday. Second of all, consider praying the rosary, especially the joyful mysteries. It really can be a source of joy and Mary's perspective is going to add a lot of happiness and wisdom to the ways that you're going to look at your days right now. 
And then look for a way to give to others, whatever that looks like for you. Uh, Number four, get off social media. Turn off your dumb phone (laughs) after you listen to this podcast, of course. Um, And then number five, do something that's just fun with no should or perfection or idealism about it just for the sake of having fun. But you probably have some ideas. Send me your feedback. You can email me, danielle at daniellebean.com. Connect with me on Boxer or I'm Danielle Bean on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Would love to connect with you in those places. Coming up, I've got a question from listener Beth related to Advent and Christmas celebrations and not losing our minds. But first, a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you're listening to The Girlfriends Podcast. What if this year your Advent could be different? What if you could learn how to welcome Jesus into your heart from the people who did it first? This year, Ascension's Rejoice Advent Journal invites you to experience Advent with Joseph and Mary as they await the birth of their son Jesus, the Savior of the world. Together with the guided meditations found on RejoiceProgram.com, this journal will help you to see the marriage of Mary and Joseph in a new light. You will ponder what was in their hearts and minds as they awaited the birth of Jesus. Rejoice will help you open your heart to the peace and the joy of the Holy Family as you prepare for the coming of Jesus this Christmas. Visit RejoiceProgram.com to purchase your copy today. Welcome back. All right, we're at the point in the show where I like to share some listener feedback. And this week I heard from Beth. This is what Beth wrote. Dear Danielle, thank you so much for your podcast. I love listening every week. And every time I hear you ask for feedback, I think that I should write you a note telling you how much I love what you do. But now here I am writing for the first time only because I have a problem and I'm hoping you can help. So let me start by saying thank you for your podcast. But here's my problem. Advent has only just begun, and I feel like I'm losing my mind already. My in-laws will be staying with us this Christmas for about three weeks total, and it means we'll be quarantining, and I feel like I'm trapped already. Please help me to make a plan to stay sane. They're great people, but I don't actually know them very well because they live far away most of the year, and it stresses me out to have people right here with us every minute of every day. Do I sound like an introvert? That's because I am. Anyway, since I'm already dreading it, I know I have a bad attitude, and I'm sure you're going to help me fix that. So please tell me how in the world I am going to survive this. Thanks for all you do for us mamas. I love taking part in the recent Catholic Mom Summit, and I know that was a ton of work for you. Thank you for all of it, Beth. All right, Beth. First of all, thank you for your note. I don't care that it took having a problem for you to send feedback. I'm thrilled that you connected and thank you for being a participant in the Catholic Mom Summit. Was a joy for me to do that and connect with so many different moms. So I've I've loved hearing from people who were blessed by that event. And I'm I'm looking forward to continuing to connect with all the people we made connections with in that in that virtual community in the coming year. So thank you for being a part of that. So your problem. It is a problem. Uh, And I love that you have this kind of self-awareness saying that you're you're already dreading it so you know it means you have a bad attitude. Yeah, but that's that's okay. It's it's human. It's normal. And it sounds like you, you've had this experience of them staying with you for an extended period of time before and maybe that was challenging for you. So you've got this sense of dread about it but you don't want to. So first of all, you're in a good place there. You know what? Just recognizing that you don't want to feel that way about it is really a great blessing. So good for you. 
So I've got a couple of things I want to suggest. First of all, of course, you should pray for the grace to get through this situation and begin now. Like, it sounds like they're not there yet. So begin now, begin praying for grace each day. You know, recently we had Kimberly Hahn here on the podcast and something she shared that has really stayed with me was this idea that every day we get to choose and she tries to make a habit of that. Every day she chooses her husband again. Every day she chooses her children and embraces them as a gift from God. Every day she chooses the work that is set before her to do. That's such a beautiful way of looking at it. We have that opportunity to choose. Pray for the grace to choose it every day. And, you know, begin there. If you're thinking about this event and dreading it's happening, every day you can be praying for the grace to choose it, to want it, to will it, because it's God's will, because it's happening, and to embrace it uh, for what it is. So that's a wonderful reminder from Kimberly Hahn, but something we can all put into practice every day. So I'm not just speaking to you here, Beth. I'm speaking to everybody because, you know, this whole show has been about the, the fact that our lives don't necessarily look the way we want them to right now. So you're going to be experiencing that in a big way, Beth, in, in the coming weeks. But we are all experiencing that, sometimes in big ways, sometimes in small ways. And we get the opportunity to choose it. So we can pray for the grace to be able to do that every single day. And um, so that's an opportunity that we have. Uh, next, I want to suggest that you look for benefits of this upcoming situation you're going to have some more grownups in your house. And um, you didn't share what your, your family looks like, I think, but I think you have little kids. And so this is an opportunity for you. This having more grownups means more help. That doesn't mean you're necessarily going to put them to work. And I don't know what your in-laws are like, but you say they're they're great people. Um, you just don't happen to know them very well. Well, this is an opportunity for you to get to know them better and for your kids to get to know them better. Maybe they're going to help you in some way with their adult presence in your life. Maybe that's going to be giving you a break with the kids sometimes. Maybe it's going to be a babysitting opportunity so you and your husband could get out together alone in a way that isn't possible um, other times of the year. Look for what can be the benefits of having them around. Maybe your kids are just plain going to be more occupied with more people to engage with them, interact with them, um, keep an eye on them. All of these things can be a great benefit. So remind yourself of some of the benefits of your in-laws visit before they come. And then especially during the days that they're there, if you can be focused on those things, it's really going to help to adjust your attitude and um, turn it more toward gratefulness for the fact that they're present. All right. Third of all, I really want to recommend that you take breaks. Plan ahead for this. It sounds like you're already planning ahead for when they're going to be there. And usually when we're going to have company, we make the plans like where they'll sleep, maybe what your meals will be, maybe activities that you're going to engage in. Well, plan too for there to be breaks in the interaction because you're saying it's like people right there with you every minute. And yes, it sometimes does feel that way when you have guests, but when they're staying for an extended period of time, they're going to need breaks too. Plan ahead for like, you know, maybe you're going to have a routine where at certain points in the day, you're each retiring to your own spaces in whatever way that can look like in the way your house is set up or where they're going to be staying. But make plans for breaks like that. And this isn't a selfish thing. This is just 
humanity. This is like what you need. And um, yeah, you're saying you're an introvert. I get it. I'm an introvert too. So I can completely understand what that feels like. And the fact that you're going to need some time away to refresh, rejuvenate, maybe just some quiet space on your own. Make the plan right now and recruit your husband in this plan making. And, you know, you say you're not very close with your in-laws because they live far away. Well, then maybe you're going to have your husband be the one who communicates this to them so that it's not taken the wrong way. But it honestly will be a gift to them, too. It's it's difficult for people in these kinds of circumstances to be living in the same spaces for an extended period of time. So you're right to see it as a challenge, but don't don't get focused on the, the negativity of it. Focus on what you can do and make some plans for breaks. And the kids are going to need the same thing. Make sure that you're making uh, a plan for their regular routines and what that's going to look like. And then finally, Beth, I just want to tell you, I'm going to pray for you. I'll be praying for you. And I want to invite all of our listeners to pray for Beth, uh, especially during this Advent season when, or Christmas time, when she's going to be dealing with this family situation. And let's all just pray for each other. This is part of what I love about Girlfriends is that we really are a prayerful community. I pray for each of you when I record this podcast. If you're listening to this podcast, you have been prayed for because I pray for the people who listen to the podcast. And uh, together in our Facebook group, we share prayer requests and we look to encourage and support each other prayerfully in all of the things that we are facing each day, all of the unique challenges that we face inside of our family lives, especially during these unique times. So let's pray for one another. Thank you, Beth, for sending your email. If you would like to send me your feedback, or if you have a suggestion for Beth yourself, or if you're dealing with something similar and want to share your experience, let me know. You can email me, danielle at daniellebean.com. And that's all the time we have for today. But I want to thank you for being here. Your presence here truly is an encouragement to me. I'm so grateful that you show up and we have this opportunity to connect through the podcast each week. I'm going to be praying for you through this Advent season. Know that. And I look forward to connecting with you here each week. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between daniellebean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 